Cool. Here comes the music. Stay put. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> I'm so thrilled that you have come here. Wow, I, I I was trying for German and it just like it it like heads towards like a weird like sort of Indian. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to keep it just a like a white person accent. You know, I feel like I'm allowed to do a bit of the Irish, right? You can get into the Irish stuff, but you get into too, too many multicultural situations and you never know you know what you'll come up against. But this is the Fizzle Show, you guys. This is it. Why? Because creative life, you have this tendency sometimes to like, you know, you know how it is, right? You get your man, he's out there, uh, feckin', right? <laughs> now I'm just having fun with our Irish accent. But welcome to the Fizzle Show, where we, you know, we ham it up a little bit, but we got a lot of important stuff to cover in this episode and every episode. Why? Because if you are earning a living independently doing something you care about, then you are a vital member of your country, right? You are potentially an emergent and an important part of the GDP of whatever country you live in. You're probably more likely a citizen of the world than just a citizen of your locale in a lot of ways, right? And you have an enormous amount of freedom, enormous uh, enormous amount of creative potential, the ability to do whatever you want and turn it into something to potentially earn some money from. But here's the deal. With that great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and a lot of us entrepreneurs have felt exactly what that entrepreneurial responsibility feels like. Like in that moment where like you're not exactly thriving, but you've been working for yourself for a while and, and you're practicing feeling grateful for that. And then your computer tanks and you don't exactly have the two or $3,000 to get a brand new MacBook Pro in the bank account, right? This is where the rubber meets the road sometimes when you are an, uh, an independent creative. Now, that might sound like a smaller purchase for some of you. What if, what happens if, you know, someone gets into, one of, one of your children gets into a medical situation or something like that, right? Where all of a sudden the savings you were building up now, it's like, holy crap, right? These things, these moments exist. Uh, and when you're entrepreneurial, you, you're on your own, uh, in some ways. You're not. Why? Because you have friends. Why? Because you have family. Why? Because you have, you have spouses or partners or children or loved ones, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles and, and friends. And one of the things that is at the core of this show is realizing that so many people building their own business just don't have those entrepreneur friends in their everyday life. Right? So that's part of the philosophy behind why we keep it sometimes light and why we get into who knows what on the shows because sometimes you just need to be doing life with other friends who are taking their entrepreneurial work seriously. But this topic today is a very, very near and dear one to my heart and to just about anyone who is working in the world of helping people find what their quote thing is. How to put your energy, your enthusiasm, your intention, your creative potential to aim those things in the direction of a very particular business to manifest in your life, in the world, using the tools of the internet, using the tools of real, real life stuff, okay? Today we're talking about phase one of the roadmap. This is, this is the, the second episode in a, in a series of episodes about the roadmap inside of Fizzle, which is a step by step guided process, as the Canadians would say, a process. Speaking of, Where's I wish Jen, Jen Rao was here. <laughs> <Where's> Jen? <laughs> it's a process that you just start and it walks you through every step that you need for your business, right? It's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very useful tool for people who are like, I want to start a business and I have a day job and I have other things in life. And what I noticed is that the thing that gets the, the shortest stick in my life, the thing that gets, that's the first thing to not be done in the day or the week to be pushed out by so much other quote, important or urgent work is this work on my own business. 
And what's so great about the Fizzle Roadmap is it guides you through those steps. So you don't have to be thinking about a lot of different stuff. It's just like, hey, there's hard stuff in business. Your psychology (laughs) will naturally resist it. When we force you to answer this question on this worksheet in this particular order in the roadmap, you are going to encounter those maybe resistant or challenging concepts. And when you, what you will find on the other side of them will be life, not the death you thought it was and why you were resisting it. You're resisting it because it's important and it's probably going to change your life, right? So. I'm excited about today's topic because we're talking about the very early stage of that, what we call direction, which, uh, and we have very, two really specific tasks for you in this episode, very specific calls to action, which we're going to get into. But today, what we want to do is open this up. What is direction? What is this phase of starting a business? And we've got a lot of firepower on the show today. Not only do we have Aiden Fishbein, say hello, Aiden. Oh, Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Who's been uh, a fizzler himself as well as working on the team now in Fizzle. And then the lovely and talented Steph Crowder. Say hi, Steph. Hello. I'm so excited to be here talking about like one of my very favorite topics and I couldn't be more pumped. Let's do it. Okay. So Steph, what, it, what makes this one of your favorite topics? Why is this an important topic to you? Hmm. I mean, it's just so universal, right? If anybody out there, which I'm assuming you are, you're listening to this show because you have dreams dreams of building an independent business, doing something you care about, helping people, living the laptop lifestyle, raising your kids from the pool, like the side of the pool, whatever you, whatever you're into, um, excuse me, you are going to have to address the topics that we're talking about today, which is figuring out what are you talking about and who are you talking to? So I feel like there are some topics in entrepreneurship that apply to some people and not other people, but this is just one of those that everybody is going to have to go through. And that to me, like, I don't know, there's like so much community there. Everybody who's built a business has grappled with the questions we're going to be talking about today, such as who am I serving? What makes me stand out? Like, why me? Who's going to follow me on Instagram? Who's going to buy my stuff? And I just have such a soft spot in my heart for these topics because not only are they, it's such an exciting time when you're figuring out these questions, like the world's your oyster. There's so much possibility. You're probably, you know, up first thing in the morning, brewing your coffee before work, before the kids are awake, working on your dream and, and anything is possible at this stage. So I love the energy when we're in this part of the, of the roadmap, trying to figure out what our thing is and trying to figure out mm-hmm. who our people are going to be. Um, but it's also a really, really important step for so many reasons. One of them being, and I know we're going to talk about this, it's very easy to get stuck here. And I've seen Mm. so much frustration from my students and the students over at Fizzle where you could just beat your head against a wall with this one trying to make decisions. And so I'm excited to hopefully, um, I don't know, give people a little bit of clarity after this conversation. Yes, I love this. Okay, so you just mentioned two things that are really important to me for this conversation. First of all, you really simplified what we're talking about today. You're talking about, we're we're helping you think through what is your business about and who are you talking to, right? Or what are you talking about? Who are you talking to, right? The people with a problem Mm -hmm. is the way that I simplify that, right? Then you also talked about how it is exciting. This is like a very exciting phase. This is a phase that is like very, uh, very solidly in the realm of what I call potential. Potential is the stuff that could happen. And now I don't know if you've really thought about this very much, dear listener, but potential does two things for people, right? And it does, it does them both to me. Number one is it gets me excited about what the opportunities and potential things that I can do are. But number two is it gets me scared because of what the potential and opportunities are or something, right? I get afraid when there is potential natural, meaning I just fear, I, I feel some like nervousness because whenever you're talking about potential, you're talking about the possibility for both success and failure, right? You're talking about the possibility for, um, for being disappointed either in the results of the thing or in your execution of the thing. So it's a kind of, a, it's a very exciting phase because you're like, you're like, whoa, what, look at all the things that can happen. What, where do we want to go? 
And then it also has this potential to, if you're, uh, you will probably notice it, probably nodding your head along, where it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of a nervousness in it, a little bit of anxiety too. And this is why Steph closed it with, this is why I I just think this sense of, it's an easy place to get Mm -hmm. stuck is so critical for people to know. Because here's the deal. Here's the trick here, right? The trick with modern online business that we sort of ascribe to is that published is better than perfect, Mm. right? Amen. Getting something out (laughs) is better than getting something to be perfect. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you sit around waiting for it to be perfect, you're going to be, it's going to look to everybody else just like you're stuck, right? You're not publishing. You're not putting the thing out there. And your business will not grow if it's not out. And you desperately need that business to grow so that when your computer craps out or your car craps out, you have plenty of money in the bank to fix it. It's not like, it's not like red alert. When you need to face something in life, capital L, when life shows up, you have, you're prepared for it, right? So having, <laughs> I love this. I love that you've grounded us in this stuff in the sense of like, it's exciting and it's a place that, that is easy to get stuck in. Now, mm-hmm. I want to talk, Aiden, for, with you for a second. I want you to tell me, what are some common challenges with this thing? Where do people get stuck with this? I know we, we haven't even jumped into talking about what, what a topic is or, or what the, uh, like, I, I, to me, it's like finding the people with a problem that I'm going to serve, right? That's like my simplification of this whole thing. But let's start this. Let's start with the lay of the land of like, where, where can we get hung up? Where can we get stuck? Where are, what are the common mistakes or errors that people make? Can you, can you give us a quick little grounding in that? I would love to. As entrepreneurs, I do believe that we are pathologically more excitable and pathologically more curious and more creative in making ideas, in creating things we want to do, in, in ascribing uh, passion to certain things, right? So mm. for me, um, and if you've been listening for a little while, I think I've told the, I've given the don't be a, a donkey allegory a couple times, but um, what that is boiled down is that I feel, I feel uncertain about choosing because I feel so scared that if I choose wrong, I will never be able to choose anything ever again. I have to be choosing the right thing. Um, Mm. and so the, don't be a donkey thing just to, just to kind of expound that a little bit is the donkey is caught between hay and water, hay on one side, water on the other side, considers himself a little hungry, thinks about eating some hay, then wants to drink some water and looks over at the water, but he can never decide. Um, and eventually he dies of starvation and thirst because he didn't do anything, right? Um, so I am a donkey, is my point. Um, I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of curiosities. And, and I think, like I said, as entrepreneurs, we do have a lot of different skill sets. We're polymaths, we're multi-potentialists. Um, you know, there's plenty of words. We're Renaissance folk. Um, and the uncertainty about the topic is, uh, it runs really deep, I think. Uh, not just for me, but for, for plenty of people. Mm, the yeah. second thing, um, and I know that we're going to tee this up for Steph eventually, um, but pretending you know people and spending too much time outlining avatars in <laughs> seclusion, right? In, in yeah. your room, in your apartment, um, not actually getting clear on who these people are or trying to get too clear and not actually going out and serving people at all. Um, but we'll, we'll set that up for you, Steph. The only thing I wanted to, to kind of highlight as far as like the hopeful aspect and the hopeful takeaway from this conversation is that there is a holy grail where you have both of these things, topic and audience, clearly illuminated. And you have an intersection between the two. And that gives you all the direction you need because you're right in your element. You're serving the people that you're supposed to be serving and you're talking to them about the thing they want to hear about in the way they want to hear about it. And almost every decision uh, forwards in your business can be vetted through that sweet spot. And it really helps you guide your business. It's a compass, if you will, if you can isolate those two things very clearly. So hopefully um, it's, you know, we don't want to put too much pressure on it because I agree that's part of the reason why I get stuck between the hay and the water. But <laughs> if you can find that sweet spot, um, you really get off to a really great start. And that's what the, that's what this phase in the roadmap is designed to do is help you find that intersection. 
Oh, I love it. Okay, so you mentioned this idea of of uh, one of these one of these kind of common mistakes is sitting alone in your room somewhere sketching up customer avatars, mm. right? Which which is a a well known practice. Some people, some business teachers really swear by it. I, some, some programs that talk about it are, are much better than others. It's one of those terms that like people think, uh, you know, what you're like, like they, it's just like, Hey, get your customer avatar. And people go like, Oh yeah, I should get my customer avatar. Right. That's what I should do. And then it feels like it's going to be the thing that solves the problem. Right. When it's really, it's just, you've just made the carrot on the stick. Like you pushed it a little bit further away from you. Right. You gave yourself like some other task to do, which now we're going to solve the problem. And, and then on the other side of that, you actually, you, what you find is, is there's, I hate tasks like this that dress themselves up as being helpful things that, uh, that even they might have been helpful to, to someone that you know in your life. And that could have made all the difference for them. And now you think it's going to solve your problem. Like it's, it's the thing right. you need, what's holding you back. And it's not. So, uh, Steph, mm. you, you have this thing about people sketching up customer avatars, dreaming about what people are actually like. Can you, what, what is this about to you? <laughs> I do. I do. I have so many feelings about it. And I, I just have a lot of feelings in general because I'm pregnant. I swear this is more than this, though, which is just <laughs> which really just comes down to sort of in line with what you just said, Chase. This it, this is a trap. Uh, the the ideal customer avatar exercise. And like you said, I think it was a good point. There are different ways to go about this. I'm kind of referring to the way that I see it, like the sort of general practice that you'll see in like a freebie, like a free download or like you'll yeah. hear about on a podcast where Mm -hmm. typically it's along the lines of, you know, um, brainstorm and kind of sketch up a person. Okay. Mm -hmm. What are their qualities? What are they like? And demographics. Yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And the problem that I have with the exercise is the reason that it's a trap is a, a couple of reasons. One, it's one of those things that will really, really keep you behind your computer screen in a time where that is the last thing that you should be doing is, is being mm. behind your computer. You know, long-term veterans of Fizzle listeners to this podcast and our Fizzle members know that I teach a course over in Fizzle called Customer Conversations, which is all about getting out of the building, as we say, like, you know, actually going and talking to people and understanding the real market. And so sometimes of the ideal customer avatar, it becomes too fantastical. It becomes made up. It becomes imaginary. And so then it ends up actually not being helpful because you just invented a person or a demographic and it becomes very theoretical during a time where all you really need to do is actually much simpler than that. Mm, right. And mm. so, so the alternative that I, that I like to offer it, I've been talking about a lot lately and it kind of seems to set a light bulb off for people. So I'm hoping that maybe some people who haven't heard me talk about this um, may feel this way is just doing what I call the one person test. People mm. actually can't believe that this is this simple, but it truly is. And it's very much in line with the choosing a topic and defining your audience course inside a fizzle, which mm. is literally think, Think about one person that you've met in your real life. Okay. Friend, family member, acquaintance, coworker, that, uh, you know, a fellow mom at stroller strides, like whatever. Someone who comes to mind when I ask you to envision a person that you believe you could sit down in a coffee shop with and have a casual conversation and help them take a couple steps in the direction of what's bothering them. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that you are really good at like whipping together 30 minute meals for your family on weeknights. Like that's just not something you struggle with. You kind of feel like you've gotten that figured out. A lot of people struggle with that. It's uh, like a real, I mean, there's a whole ding, huge ding, ding. market. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole huge market of, for people who just can't figure out how to feed their families and keep the kids alive and not, you know, tear their hair out in the process. Right. So if that was sort of your sweet spot and something that you were kind of passionate about, I would ask you to imagine who do you know in your life that you would love to sit down across from in a coffee shop where this person would be coming to you saying, oh my gosh, like, how are you doing this for your family? What can I do to put some dinner on the table in 30 minutes this week? And then you kind of in this exercise in your mind are imagining yourself giving them a couple tips like, oh, well, hey, the first thing you should do is have five go-to recipes or you should have a different theme every night, like one night's pizza night, one night's pasta night and just rotate them or something. 
whatever your tips are. And usually when people are asked to do this one person test, like somebody comes to mind, right? Someone that you have interacted with, you're like, man, that person that I know really struggles with this and, and she's my one person. And so I just want to draw a parallel between doing something like this, where it's actual human beings you have interacted with versus mm. fictitious customer avatars right. where it's like Sharon has a gold golden doodle and drinks skinny vanilla lattes. Like <laughs> why is that helpful? I just, I just don't understand like why that's helpful. And I think it yeah. performs really well uh, in terms of like download, like a de- being a downloadable because it has sure. like a, a good hook, which is like, Hey, discover who you're meant to serve. I mean, that's why you're yeah. listening to the yeah. podcast, but it is a trap because all you really actually have to do is think about actual human beings that you could give a couple steps to and use that as your framework for a person as you move forward in business. So that's really my main, my main thing with ideal customer avatar is like keeping it real world. It's very easy for it to become too imaginary. And then people are frustrated because they've, they've done the exercise, but they don't have any clarity. And that's because it's not grounded in reality. Disconnect. Sure. I, Mm. I love this. And, and I want to go one step further too, because um, I think in, in practical I mean, what you just described is really the worst version of this, right? Just really just imagining people. Um, even if you're trying to scratch your own itch and you're imagining that you are like somebody else, that's that gets you closer, but it's still imagination. Mm-hmm. I still think there's there's even another problem even deeper because, um, you know, I mean, full disclosure, my agency has a, a, you know, a user profiling course. Fizzle has a user profiling course. We all have d- downloadable worksheets that look kind of the same. It's like pains, gains, emotions, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um dog types, <laughs> dander or hair. Um, yeah. but, but what a lot of processes suggest well-meaningly is to go out on social media and to mine this information because social media is this new treasure trove of data, of demographic data, of interest data that, um, that we've never really had free access to as marketers or as, um, you know, sales folk for our products and our own businesses. But, there's a big issue, which is that people lie on social media <laughs> and mm. people present what they want uh, to present, right? So it is, that's not even, it's funny. A social media profile is the ideal version of that person, which probably isn't the version of that person that has the flaws and the buying habits and the impulses that actually, you know, not to be sneaky about it, but actually drive. Um, buying decisions, right? Mm. That's probably not being showcased on their Instagram feed. Um, and and it, I mean, we can put it this way, you know, those are kind of like deeper, um, more reptilian brain um, decisions. You know, it's, it's a mm. lot of time, fight or flight. Um, those kinds of things are not being portrayed in your mountaintop yoga pose. They're not <laughs> being portrayed in your gym selfie, um, you know? So um, I think I think that's a whole nother reason why getting physically or just on the phone, but having a conversation peels back all the layers that are put up, even in what is supposed to be this transparent social media world that we live in. Um, yeah. Customer conversations, customer conversations, sit down in real life as if possible um, and get to know these people. I think that's super, super solid advice. Okay. So I want to get into it now. Okay. Let's get beyond the imaginary. Okay, let's get beyond the imaginary like customer avatar. Let's uh, let's get into the nitty gritty. Before we do, I just want to tell you that we've got this special at Fizzle right now where it's the jumpstart package. Fizzle.co slash jumpstart. Okay, it's a special one-time offer that includes the following. One full year of Fizzle membership. Okay, it includes our complete training library, weekly group coaching, support, premium web hosting, and the community of entrepreneurs that won't let you quit. Fizzle is amazing. If you never checked it out, you got to check it out. You also get one individualized planning session with a member of the Fizzle team to help you make a plan and get focused. All right. That is huge to get like grounded and anchored in your specific situation with a Fizzle team member. Really great. And then you get two months of weekly personalized email check-ins to, to help keep you on track, okay? So in order to get this, I'm telling you now, I'll tell you again at the end, but you got to sign up by June 30th, okay? The first 10 members will get a website evaluation 
for free from the Fizzle team, okay? Critiquing your website is like one way that is you can just clearly you get so such clear feedback on if you are connecting the way you want to be connecting or not, right? Really mm-hmm. valuable stuff. So to get into this, just go to fizzle.co slash jumpstart, okay? Fizzle.co slash jumpstart. Now, I want to get into the nitty-gritty, and I want to get beyond the imaginary. Let's get beyond the imaginary, <laughs> okay? So specifically, we're talking about two things. I love this, because up to now, we've, we've, we've been talking about where you can get trapped, all right? So let's let's... Put let's pause it. Let's put forward how well like how someone can actually get into this. And Steph, let's go to you. Like we've got these two concepts: the topic that your business is about, and then the audience. Both those words are in are in quotes because I'm not sure people really know what they mean. I'm not sure I like I've been doing this for a long time, and I have multiple definitions that I use for those depending on what project I'm in. Do you know what I mean? So, Steph, can you like uh, ground us in in your perspective? What are what do these words mean to you? Why why are there these two categories of topic and audience? How do you see it? Yeah. Well, you know, I, this takes me back to when I was, you know, coming up under you guys and fizzle and learning so much, man, drinking from the fire hose, we were first building the roadmap. (laughs) And I remember once, I think we were doing like a roadmap coaching session. Remember we were doing those. They were really Mm -hmm. great. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These podcast episodes are very similar, which is really cool. I remember Corbett explaining business so simply and a light bulb went off for me. And he said, really at its core, all of business really is is, is a thing that's for sale and people who are there to buy it. <laughs> like, and, and he, had this, ow, he had this great way of putting it where he was like, it might be simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And there's obviously a huge difference between the two. But I think that's really important to, to point out because this isn't easy. It is going to take hard work. It is going to take time and it's going to take you a while to get the results you want. But that doesn't mean we need to overcomplicate it on top of it not being easy. And so sometimes I think this has actually been happening to me lately as I go one level deeper into what my business wants to become. I'm moving, I'm scaling and I'm moving to this next level that feels very much like being back at the beginning in all in in the good ways. Like I'm building like, you know, that new business energy, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also in the frustrating ways where like I'm behind the computer for hours and then my eyeballs cross and I'm like beating my head against the wall. So if anybody <laughs> yeah. out there is going yeah. through that right now, I'm very much with you. And when it happens, I have to step away and go, I swear every time I I, I realize, I, oh my God, I've overcomplicated it. I've overcomplicated mm. it again. And it, it will actually really frustrate you when you challenge yourself to step back and see the whole picture and realize like, mm. hey, end of the day, this is about having something of value, helping people figure out a solution that feels worth the transaction of their hard-earned money, and then finding some of those people. Like, that's Mm. all we're talking about here. So when we talk about topic, that is really like, okay, what's the problem? Like you said at the beginning, Chase, what is the thing that people, you know, are have tried on their own to take strides in and haven't been successful or aren't satisfied with the results? And then Mm -hmm. who are those people? And on the who side of things, on the audience side, I think that's where people tend to get really intimidated because um, I know from the outside, Aiden, you were talking about Instagram and social media and all of that stuff. It appears you're going to have to be like, you know, quote unquote, jazz hands marketing, and you're going to have to have thousands and thousands of people. And how are you ever going to get to that point? In reality, we're, we're talking about just having enough customers to reach the point where you're able to feed your family. That's all. Mm, and so I mm. think when you bring this to, bring this down to the brass tacks of what it really is, it's a topic, it's like a problem, it's something that people desire, and then it's finding those people and connecting them with the solution that you provide. I'm okay. pretty sure that's yeah. what we're talking about. I Boom. love that. That is that is like such a good like uh, simple way of looking at it. Like this this quote from Corbett about how at its core business is really just a thing that's for sale. And then there's people there to buy it. <laughs> and I love right. now. And, and I, they're, they're actually the language in that is, is like so actually specifically accurate. Okay. To me, because there's this thing that's for sale. Okay. Imagine that like a circle around that part of the sentence. There's a thing that's for sale. Now, what I've noticed is that like, when I talk about business concept, there's just a lot of different people and a lot of different stages of, of, 
of sophistication around business. They, they've either seen a lot of things in business or they haven't. And if they haven't, they're working towards seeing more and more and more in business. And eventually you'll get this kind of, this sort of like evolved perspective, this, this perspective that is sort of shaped by experience instead of something shaped by someone like, like someone like us trying to make something that's that's very real and visceral in the world trying to distill that into language so it's actually grokkable right <laughs> and i've noticed that some people um that, that sometimes when i talk about business stuff I, I i'm not knowing how to make the translation for them because i i think about this thing that's for sale uh, these days a lot, right? I think of a business has a, an offering at its core, right? Now, right now, we're talking about topic and audience. Offering might sound like a different thing, right? Offering, but it, but it, I, I just, I want to, I want to put that there because like Nathan Barry always used to say, you don't have a business until they're pulling out the credit card to buy something from you, right? You do not have a business until they're pulling out the credit card to buy something from you. This is the difference between being an artist or a creative who's looking to like get some exposure for their, you know, their, their creations and a business, right? There's a difference between a hobby and a fun thing to do on the side and a business, right? Is that you, it's like, I'm going to be compensated for this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to create value and get value in exchange for it. And in fact, like farm, like I just think of businesses as farming. I think of the audience as something that is farmed, so to speak. With that, now that can sound kind of impersonal, but stick with it for a second because the farmer, like if the farmer is not pouring into it, like her soil, like what needs to be there. If the farmer is not paying attention to her, to the quality of her soil, then, then like the crop five years from now is like not going to be very healthy, you guys. Right. And so this, this sense of, of like, I, I don't know, I could get really lost in it because <laughs> it's a very rich, thing for me and now i'm starting to realize why people gloss over when i talk about some of these things so let me try to pull this back to the way that i simplified it it's to to focus on the people okay the people with a problem that to me is is like one one working working definition of of a of an entrepreneur's focus is if I focus on the people with a problem, now I could focus on the people first and see what problems they have, right? And and there's a business there. Or I can focus on the problem first. For instance, one of the things we use, I think, in one of the courses is like, like some like there's a problem. Like I can't hit my driver as long as some of my friends. I want to have a a, a longer golf drive swing hit thing, right? I'm not much of a golfer anymore, so that's my language. <laughs> but that's a problem. The way that Steph put it, I really liked. She said, "What's the thing that people have tried on their own to take strides in, and haven't had success with the results, or aren't satisfied with it?" I think that's a very grounding way of talking about this. What is the thing that people have tried on their own? Maybe you can think about your life. One great exercise in this is where were you three years ago? What were you trying to make progress on in your life three years ago? Because you've just had three years of expertise or or experience rather, in in living through that. You actually have something to say on that. You actually have something you can help with on that from your own personal experience. You have what I call a, a little bit of conviction there. And I find that, man, there's this thing that happens when you start up your business. Again, remember like we said earlier, published is better than perfect, okay? Right. When you publish, you get to start interacting with your audience. You get to start interacting with the people who are finding their way to your thing, right? And over time, when you start to hear back from them, like consistently, some cer- certain kinds of messages, like, this is really helpful. I had no idea about this part or that part, and it made all the difference for me, right? When you start hearing back from your customers, why? Because you've published instead of waiting for it to be perfect, okay? See how that's like, that like is the thing that this whole thing hinges on. Right. When you start interacting with those customers, they teach you what's working. <laughs> this yep. is such a big deal. This you is such learning. a big deal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be Merlin going off into the 
ethers and figuring out like the universal truths to to solve everything and make the the best thing like like you know <laughs> like couple couple hundred thousand years of anatomically modern humans <laughs> and and you've finally figured this one specific thing out right it's like we want to stand on the uniqueness of our own thing or on the specialness of our own thing oftentimes when really what you truly want to stand on is the is the effectiveness of your thing. You right. want so badly for this to create results and an impact in people's lives. If you can come to terms with that, if you can get yourself aligned with the fact that you're not just interested in putting something out that is unique or authentic or that is, uh, you know, in quotes, like sort of uniquely you, you are interested in that. But you're also very interested in the thing that you're putting out actually causing the impact, actually making the results. Because I will tell you, uh, <laughs> when your business is making an impact, you, that business can survive. That business can sustain itself. That business will be here over time when you continue to nourish that interaction of the impact that it's making on people. But if you just if you're not focused on what results this thing that you've made is getting for people, then your mindset is a bit off. And that's what the the defining uh your uh, the, the choosing your audience course inside of Fizzle is all about. There's one particular lesson that I'm thinking of where I get into how service is the secret sauce. Um definitely check that course out because that is going to help you ground yourself in, in so many ways in this sense of like, what is the actual impact that, that my business or the, the things that my business creates or the things that my business sells? It's making an impact in people's lives. It's getting them results. Back right. to Steph's point about like, what have they tried <laughs> to do and then not been able to either you know be satisfied or successful in. I just have I really love that that way of talking about it. So that's my like ramble. All right, I know well, that that might sound like I went off in a bunch of different directions, <laughs> but to me that is all the people with a problem. The who are you talking to, and what are you talking to them about? What do you got, Aiden? I, I was just going to say this is this is a perfect setup because. Um, if we take one little tiny step back, we're still just talking about your best guess. And I want to depressurize this for everybody out there that, that thinks that there is some, some ultimate sublime clarity that any of these courses that we're talking about are going to create, that any amount of uh, you know, profiling in your basement is going to create. All of this is just so that you can form a good guess, right? So, Everything you're doing, and my, I always advocate for for small guesses, small guesses that you, and small experience uh, experiments that you can run quickly, um, and that's what this is. So when you're looking at the impact that you're hoping to create, and you're looking at the at the market and trying to figure out uh, what are the things that other people haven't been able to solve, and maybe this idea uh, could solve it. Always kind of think about it in a could or possibly will um, kind of frame of mind. Um, and that way, you you remove yourself from that final thing that you can get hung up on, which is the rigidity and the conviction in something that is not tested yet, that is not mm. proven yet. And that mm. keeps you flexible so that you can continue to iterate um, as you grow, because that's that's what this is all about. The more you do this, the more you'll know your audience, the more familiar, the more intimate you get, and the more they'll change. Same thing with your topic. You're going to find new niches. You're going to realize that a certain niche is just too small and you need to, you need to open up a little bit. Um, these are the things that we need to make sure that, at least for me, when I was doing my thing, um, I ran into these stumbling blocks quite frequently. Um, I was too too certain. Um, if I wasn't completely uncertain, I didn't know that there was middle ground. Um, and so, so yeah, when you're going through these things, keep in mind we're talking about finding a hypothesis that you can mm. test quickly, so that um, if it starts working, you can double down on, and if it's not working, you can know quickly and change course. Mm. You know, I just have to say, I think that is such a huge point, Aiden. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the challenges we haven't addressed, at least not head on yet, which is there's a real trap here in the seriousness that right. it's very easy to slip into. I mean, uh, this is uh, totally my wheelhouse, these topics. I, I'm talking about these things all day long because I actually, mm. I've, I've said this on the podcast for a long time. I love, love, love beginner entrepreneurs. I just right. love them. 
they're so excited and and I just love their dreams and everything they're working towards. Like I said, those are just my people. And this thing happens where they're taking it so seriously and they're like, who are my people and what's my thing and what if I don't find it? And they, they, it's it like has this fever pitch quality to it, which I totally understand. Like it's serious. Like feeding your family is no joke. Quitting and I your relate job. too. Yeah, yeah, me too. A hundred percent. And I've, I've caught myself in that so many times, but huge but with this is I think all of us can agree having the experience that we have, um, the game is going to change on you. The landscape is going to change so many times over once you're, you know, knee deep in this waist deep in this, um, you can sit there and try to, and I'm this type of person, 100%. You can sit there and try to calculate like, you know, a hundred yards out and a mile out and you're trying to understand the whole field, but you can't see it all because you mm. haven't taken the step. And so you can end up getting really stuck and not realize that the reason that you're stuck is the information you're seeking. is not available to you yet. <laughs> and right. the only way to get that information is to actually mm. kind of be that person who's blindfolded or in a dark room, like feeling along the wall. Like, yeah, you're probably going to trip on the couch. Like, you mm. know, it, it, it's not going to be pretty, but it's the only way to really get where you're going. And so I think that's one thing to really watch out for is if you're agonizing, if you're, you know, which is so normal and you're just like really, tearing yourself up about it. I like to go with the 80% rule, which is get yourself 80%, like be 80% confident. <laughs> like that's about <laughs> as good as you can hope for. If you feel 80% confident in your direction, you're going to have to just push yourself the rest of that 20% because you're going to just hem and haw your way and be the donkey your way through the next 20% and you'll never actually take mm. action. Right. So mm. think about that 80%. Most people get to 80% and then are still kind of like wringing their hands. That's the moment where you have to say 80% has got to be good enough. And then I'll make different tweaks once I'm, once I'm actually in motion. Oh, this is good. Okay. So this is awesome. Do you hear this listener, this, uh, this, uh, understanding or this awareness around how the seriousness can kind of take on? I feel like the, my, the, the tone of my, my rant just before got kind of serious because like you said, Aiden, there is, there is some, there is like a, like a, I resonate with this seriousness. Yes. Yeah? I resonate yeah. with this, right? Because like you said, you know, feeding your family is no laughing matter in some ways. And so Most much ways. of what, so, so much of, of what, uh, of what starting a business and being independent represents to me is that kind of in independence. And like we started the show, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this because I have a close friend who's an entrepreneur and he's just like in a tight spot because, because in some ways it feels like, uh, like we haven't taken so much of this understanding that we're getting into in this episode as seriously as we could. And now we're in a serious space for him, right? And so seriousness does happen. But as Bill Murray says, he learned a long time ago that he did his best work when he was the most, most relaxed, relaxed, right? This kind this idea, and that's why he said he got into improv and comedy is because he, he did better the more relaxed he was. And so he's like, well, that's the kind of thing I want to do. Right. I want to do the kind of thing that feels good to be doing. Right. I, I'm raising my hand. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm like, yes, me too. <laughs> I want, I want my life to feel good, <laughs> you know, to not be one constant string of to, like endless to do lists. Right. But, uh, but this concept, this idea that the seriousness can develop and can actually hinder you can actually get in your way. And that, and that, uh, like what you were saying, Aiden, you're, you're putting together a best guess. Hey man, take some of the pressure off, hit that release valve on like right where your shoulder meets your neck. Just, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? and, and let it go a little bit because you're getting to, I love this 80% confident thing, Steph, you're getting to 80%. You can, you can 20, you can be 20% donkey. You can be 20%. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do that. Cause that 20% of you, uh, you know, we've actually, like, I'm like, that, that, that 20% of you is actually not starving. It's fasting. <laughs> we found that fasting like it can that. be really healthy, really, really, yeah, sure. really healthy focused. for, for the body, for like, it just, for something about it, we're, we're starting to really learn, like, whoa, the, like, the night, when I say we, I don't mean like weirdos in, in the wilderness. I mean like scientists going like, whoa, dude, when we, 
when we fast, we, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in the body. And some of it's like really, it causes a ton of growth and a ton of health. And so when that 20% of you is still uncertain, think of it as it's doing a little bit of a fast. It's a ju- it's on a juice cleanse, right? <laughs> it's on a juice cleanse. <laughs> but getting to that 80% confident and to do so with, you know, a kind of relaxed, confident, um, uh, uh, like almost a surety in some ways. That's where I want to get people to, to, to be in this. So, I mean, how do I, how do we, how do we help people get to confidence in their, uh, in like, Steph, what, do you have an answer to that? Do you have any, any theories on like, on like, as you've been working with people, I mean, I have one, I have one answer that comes immediately to mind, but like getting towards this, doing this work, getting to that best guess, that 80% confident to try because publishing is better than perfect. Right? So it's like, what have you learned about helping people get to that place? What, what are the, the, the commonalities that you see? Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation of thinking about your one person and, and really imagining, first of all, like Aiden said, best actually do go have the conversation with that person and to get in their head and understand what they struggle with. But you can also do this pretty well just by imagining what that conversation would be because you know the person, you've interacted with them. You can kind of um, call to mind what their what their challenges are. Like that example I was giving about struggling to put a weeknight meal on the table for your family. So start to think about that and start to think about, and we've talked about this, I know, in multiple episodes, the concept of what's the next best step for the person that you want to help, okay? Mm. What is just the first thing that they should do? You know, is it having the five go-to recipes? Is it having a like cheat sheet grocery shopping list of easy meals you can take into Trader Joe's and, you know, have like really easy pantry staple items? What is a really great next best step for the type of person that you want to link up to this solution? And then it really just becomes a matter of like, what's your medium for sharing it, right? Like, are you, are we talking about blogging, podcasting, video? Um, Do you have a website? Are we emailing people? Then it's like kind of becomes more tactical. Practical, but I think really getting your head around, all right, what are some of the first couple of steps, even just the one step, let's make it really easy. What's just one step that that one person that you're thinking of could really benefit from, decide what that is. And, and like we've been talking about, that becomes your, your best guess. And you yeah. kind of put that out there, see how it does, see what kind of mileage you can get, um, helping people take that step. And then again, figure out what the next one is from there. So I think it's just keeping it really simple and, and trying to think through what is one thing that this type of person could benefit from as a starting point? Yeah. Okay. So this is big. This is because this is one of the, if you've been listening, dear listener, there's ba- there's two, there's one huge tip that we've, we've hit a bunch here. The get to the one real life person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's in the defining your audience course itself as well. Just the sense of like everything changes when you think about a real person that you know. And, and, and that can be someone you know really well. It can be someone you know just a little bit, but it gets you thinking in a very real way about thinking of about sitting across the table from them at a Starbucks or something like that, kombucha house, and go and and literally, you, literally helping them make the next step in their life. And here's the this is the second big tip. Okay, the second big tip I I summarize it as what's the transformation you're wanting them to to you're wanting to and and like aid them in right. And Steph's language, as always, is even is just more clear. It's just more humane. It's just more like grounded down to earth. Right. What's this one step you're going to help them with? And did you hear when she was talking about that? She said that one step that you're going to help them with, that's going to be your thing for a bit. Right. Like let's, let's make that thing and try it out. Right. So publish is better than perfect. Right. We're going to put it out there and then we're going to see how it goes. What we're trying to bake into your mindset is what I call the entrepreneurial insight. Okay. It's this sense that it will happen iteratively over time. And you will be engaged in the, like, you'll be engaged with it the whole time, but at, at, at no point does it need to be perfect. At all points, you're engaged and there's, there's room for growth. There's potential in the system of your business. Like this, we're going to, we're going to come to, to terms around one thing that I'm going to help one person 
like get to in their life, one step, one transformation. They they wish they had this, they don't have it. They're hiring me to help them get it, right? The point of this whole thing is their life, their meal times, as we were talking about that example earlier, right? Their family life, better ease and vitality in their daily life because their mealtime stuff isn't a drag, right? That is an offering. That is a thing, that is a transformation. That is a, they started out one way and now it's, di- it's different. What happened? Well, I started working with Steph. <laughs> well, I bought this meal planning program, right? Well, I have a coach. Well, I'm, I, it, I bought this course. That, all of those things are examples of the offering or of, of the product or of whatever you want to call it that makes sense to you, whatever you feel like you want to make. But this is the, that is the second step. Figuring out and coming, like, like defining and designing what the transformation is that your product will help them accomplish, right? And in Steph's language, it's just like, what's the best next step for them? What is the best next step for them? And in that is all of the stuff you need for your sales page. Right? Yep, there you go. It's all <laughs> the stuff you need for your sales page, which is what? It's like, oh, it's the pain. It's the hell. Well, of it's the internal a, dialogue, yeah. It's, the, it's like the hell of having a life where every day at 4.15, it's like, oh, no, what's for dinner? On your way to pick up the kids from uh, daycare or whatever. And it's like you don't have a plan. And it's stressed and it's rushing and we're spending money eating out and just getting crappy delivery food and, and you, my kids got, you know, acne because we're eating too much pizza or whatever. <laughs> you're <just> scurvy. <laughs> we got scurvy because we don't, exactly. My kids got scurvy. On a boat. But, but like the hell, the hell of before the transformation, the heaven right. of after the transformation, right? And then the actual plan, the actual like what it, like, why does this product work? Why does this thing working with me as your coach or buying this course or buying this ebook or buying this six week email series or buy whatever or signing up for free for this six week email series? That's the plan, right? There's a bunch of stuff that we get into in the roadmap about copywriting and the 8020 copy sketch sheet. All of that stuff is in the roadmap and, and, and all of it comes from this early, early stage, right? This is that kernel, that, that nugget of your intention. And it's, and it's designed. This is why I like design so much. You're designing this. Yeah. Do you see how you're designing this? And you're designing it becomes very, very clear and simple when you get to one person and, and maybe, maybe even better when you can think of a few individual people, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then what is the best next step for them? Right? That question, just Steph, that's a really good question because it doesn't even ask any of this BS about topic or problem or what. It just immediately grounds me and anchors directly in, like, what's the action? What's the actual transformation? I think that's so great. Yeah. And that, I think, goes all the way back to that intersection thing that we made mention of in the beginning, which is that, like, when you have an intimate knowledge and understanding of that one person, because they're real, because you know them, because you've spent time with them. Even if you, even if you're just an entrepreneur that knows you want to be an entrepreneur and you have no product ideas, you've never had a business idea, but you know, one person with like this profound set of pains and you know, those pains really well, your topic comes out of that. Clearly your product ideas come out of that. Clearly the way you serve these people come out of that. Clearly the way to iterate and develop and scale probably comes out of that clearly. So diving into the people and what they want in a very, very small microcosm is totally, I just, I think that's super, super good. And yes, you'll get to 80% confidence real fast. Um, And the only other thing that I would add there is that once you've gotten that confidence of understanding that one person to the point where you think you can communicate their needs to them as good as they are internally dialoguing about. Mm. The other thing is that, there are a lot of human beings on this planet and there are a lot of dead ones too. (laughs) And there's a lot of people that have probably had a little bit of a hand in trying to solve whatever problem you're, you're, 
dealing with. It's mm-hmm. unlikely that it's tr- that it's so unique that there's not mm-hmm. evidence out there in the free domain of the internet that you can find and learn from. So if you're still struggling getting to that 80% or, or I mean, this is a hard thing to quantify, obviously, 80%. Mm. I think it's great. You know, if you are more than 50% confident, uh, but you're still worried, or if you're not quite there, do a little research, you know? Um, I'm always so guilty of forgetting that, like, there's just information and my answers out there already. Do competitive teardowns of people that are trying to solve the same problem that you are. Um, and, and, you know, when you're having those conversations with those people um, or that one person, you can ask them, what have you tried so far? What exactly did you do? And mm-hmm. why exactly do you think that didn't work? And that will give you all the insight you need to develop your product, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it's just, um, it's again, one of those things. I am so guilty of just not simplifying it for myself. I need to take my own medicine. Um, yeah, we all do. <laughs> right? We all do. Yeah. We, we for sure all do. And I think the other thing that we're talking about here, the, 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 there's so much power in this. And one of the things that's the most powerful is I think approaching it from this angle removes the pressure to be like yeah. this special sparkly unicorn who has a really unique thing. I hear this a lot from people. They're like, what's my thing? Or like, how do I come up with something that hasn't been done before? Mm-hmm. And this kind of changes that question. It, we're not asking what's never been done before. I mean, I know this one I borrowed from Marie Forleo. She said this forever ago. I think it's brilliant. She's like, how many Italian restaurants are in your 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 town? Like, mm. none mm. of them are inventing brand new pasta dishes necessarily. They're just trying to create the, the best one, right? Or they're trying yeah. to, to put their best effort into that. And so when you come at it from what's the best possible next step I can give to someone, it doesn't really matter what's been done before or who's doing what or how you're going to stand out or any of that stuff. What really matters is how compelling is that next step? What kind of results does it give someone? Like Chase was saying, does it help them take a step in the direction of that transformation? And that just becomes, that just ends up outshining everything else. And so you can kind of stop agonizing over Mm -hmm. what's going to make me be like, what's, what's my little corner of the internet going to be like, it's almost like that, that becomes irrelevant. It's really puts the focus on what the person that you're trying to help actually needs. Mm, I love this. Okay, guys. So that is how you figure out your topic and audience, the direction phase of the of the fizzle roadmap. And now here's the deal. There's two very specific courses that are related to this phase. Aiden, can you holler at us for a second about about what those uh, what those courses are, and then like what like what this? Tell me again about this jumpstart thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty straight up. Um, in the roadmap, in phase one, stage one, um, in the direction stage, just like you were saying, Chase, there literally is just two courses. There's one choosing a topic. It's a full course. Um, I don't know how long it is, but it's quite meaty. And there is a defining your audience course. Um, and we've we've talked about that this whole episode. So um, the the actual action steps. This has all been very uh, kind of meta, kind of setting you up, getting you in the mindset of just give a good guess, get going, start thinking about one person. Now go in there and do the action steps. Um, if you're not a Fizzle member, you can totally do the action steps during the five week free trial. And if you're really interested in leveraging the roadmap with your hand held the whole time, you should strongly consider that jumpstart thing that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I was listening to the podcast for many years and it, it finally took me a free trial to get going. And then I just hook, line and sinker got into fizzle, but it was hard for me to get going with the roadmap because I wasn't really held accountable. Um, Mm. there were, I wasn't sure where the gaps in my foundation were. So this is good because you get one-on-one support during a planning session. So we can actually help you place yourself in the roadmap, show you exactly where to get started from an objective perspective, and then keep you accountable with some check-ins, right? Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is, is paid, you know, go to fizzle.co slash jumpstart for the full pricing and information there. But the truth is a full year of fizzle membership, um, is value in itself with the, the additional stuff that we're kind of tacking on, you know, the, the email check-ins, the individual planning session. And then, yeah, we're, we're pretty close to, uh, we've got eight folks in, uh, and this is going to be more by the time this airs, but when, when the, at the time of recording, we've got eight, eight folks in. Um, so we may open up another 10 for the website evaluation. We're not mm. sure yet. Um, yeah. but if you see in the show notes that, uh, that you can, <laughs> I guess that'll yeah. be indication enough. Um, so the cheers to you, future listener. Uh, this is Aiden from the past. 
That is it for the, for the Jumpstart package. <laughs> and so it's fizzle.co slash Jumpstart to get into yes, it. Yes, sir. This is, this is, now, that's a very particular uh, offering from us and highly recommended. If you're at that stage of your business, like this is a, a anytime you can get someone to kind, to just sort of be there with you. It's like have it's like can, it can be better than a mastermind. It takes less time. You get more, more like more uh, progress faster because everything's focused on you. Everything is focused on you, right? And getting you past whatever's blocking you right now and into the stuff that's actually going to get your thing out there. Now, Steph, so that's fizzle.co slash jumpstart. Steph, tell people where they can find you. Oh, yes, please come hang out with me over at courageandclarity.com. I have a podcast you may be already listening to called the Courage and Clarity Podcast. That's pretty great. I thank you. And I have a really awesome um, free community of people who are kind of like you, just hanging out, trying to figure out their topic and audience. You can join us on Facebook. It's just the Courage and Clarity community. Love it. Love it. And I have been Chase Wardman Reeves, and this has been Fizzle Show 323. You can go to fizzleshow.co slash 323 for all the show notes that you could want or need on this episode. Again, fizzle.co slash jumpstart. If you want to jumpstart your business, it's going to be great. Like, And it's sign up by June 30th. And then, if you just want to, maybe you're past June 30th or whatever, you just want to check out Fizzle, we have for the Fizzle Show listeners, just for the podcast listeners here, fizzle.co slash try five. You can get in for five weeks for free. So fizzle.co slash try five. All right, entrepreneur. Good luck out there. Break a leg in in you know in acting and stuff. They don't say good luck. It's bad luck to say good luck. So they say break a leg. I don't know why, <laughs> but reverse but psychology. I'm hoping you get out there and break a leg because uh, because this is your life, man. This is what you're doing. This is it. Autonomy, freedom, uh, enthusiasm, excitement, depth interest intention all of that is what entrepreneurship is like inside entrepreneurship for me it's one of the most creative ways to approach life and whether or not you are paying for all your you know all the things you need in your life with it this is is like totally totally not the issue compared to are you engaging your creative self are you providing things that are valuable to other people are you solving problems worth solving And are you having fun doing it? Thanks for being a Fizzle Show listener and for being someone like that. Find care, take care, serve hard and dig in, y'all. Talk to you next week on the Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.